Jersey is the world. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here and welcome to another episode of New Jersey is the world. A weekly celebration of all things New Jersey, whether that's the culture, history, food, lunacy, unpredictability. We love it. We love our state and we love that you're along for the ride. Thank you so much for checking in. Thanks to everybody who's been buying our new t-shirts over at belowthecollar.com slash Chris Gethard. Thanks to everybody who subscribes at patreon.com slash New Jersey is the world. We put up weekly offerings to supplement this experience. Last week we did a deep dive. It landed on Atlantic City and we had a lot to say. A lot of stories of debaucherous times and it was fun. And you might like it if you sign up. Also wanted to point out to everybody, try not to use New Jersey as the world intros to plug my shows too much, but I'm doing a tour that I think everyone here will be interested in. I'll be announcing it in big fashion this week. I'm doing the Chris Gethard World Tour. But as you all know, New Jersey is the world. So I will be doing 21 shows in the coming months, one in each county, all with other New Jersey comedians opening the shows all small shows. The largest venue will be 50 seats. That's five zero. These are going to be intimate shows all over the state. Uh, the first one has been announced. It's going to be in Cape May County. I'm doing the long drive first, August 9th. I am, uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to be in Cape May County. I'm going to be in the end of the road theater in North Cape May. And the great Ali May will be opening up. Ali May runs a show in Asbury Park called Power Bottom. It's the best show. It's a really incredible show. Her and Joe run it. It's consistently great. Check it out. You can check us both out together at the end of the Road Theater in North Cape May, August 9th. 50 seats maximum. It's going to be a really good time. And of course, I should also mention I'll be doing uh, the Dojo, Morris Plains, July 27th. 7 p.m. You can get tickets for those. ChrisGeth.com. And there's going to be shows in all 21 New Jersey counties coming up. So I'm going to be telling you about those in the intros to these shows. Okay. If you've been listening for a while, you know that one thing I really love talking about is the city of Nork. We've had a running series on the show called Nork Conversations. We talk to people who have a connection to Nork, oftentimes people who are living working in Nork, and it's a simple premise, which is that I grew up in the suburbs of Nork, have deep family connections to Nork. My grandparents, three of them lived there. My father went to high school there, and I lived 15 minutes away in West Orange, but I am of a generation where Nork was viewed as a dangerous place to be avoided, and it bums me out. I feel bad about that. And as an adult, I've had to kind of deprogram myself on that, and I've had to learn that it's a vibrant city with a lot going on and a lot to offer and a fascinating history full of cool shit, man. And we've had a series of conversations, some with people who understand Nork from a political perspective, journalistic perspective, environmental perspective. You can go back through these conversations. I'm very proud of them. This week... You want to talk about perspective? I talked with Gerald Flores, who's one of the founders of the Brick City Run Club, and it's just what it sounds like. It's a run club. They're very proud of the fact that it's a, a running club for first-timers. You're going to hear all about the different offerings and how each week you can go join in 
free. It's got a huge amount of heart. And you'll also hear too, Gerald and I talk a lot about in a city like Newark, everything can sort of feel political. And, and he's made it clear. I want to be clear. I kind of pushed this line of questioning and I do apologize for him of, he said, we're not really interested in letting political candidates get photo ops with us and stuff. We're about the activity. I would also argue that doing community building, building ways for people to see the city of Newark from the street level, there is something, if not political, inherently cool and activist about that. Active in the sense of getting people active, getting people actually out there moving, mobilized on the streets, experiencing the city in a way they may have never thought about. I love it. Love what they've built. I love what they're building. I hope we get to work with them in the future, and I hope you enjoy the interview. Hi, everybody. Chris Gethard here. And I'm very excited for you to hear today's interview conversation. I'm excited to see how this one goes. A few weeks back, I did the Brick City Comedy Review, Kilkenny's Tavern. The great Justin Williams has been running that show for a while. I've done it twice now. Great, great show. Kilkenny's is a great spot. They got the whole upstairs for comedy. Justin packs out that show and it's a great time. And it's fun for me because I get to get up on stage and rant about Essex County and make fun of Maplewood and Montclair a little bit and try to claim that I have, you know, try to yell about how my grandparents are all from Newark and try to try to claim some Newark credibility on that sense and get laughed at like the suburban dweeb that I am. But after the show, a woman approached me and she told me that she is a member of the Brick City Run Club. She started breaking down what that is. And she said, you should talk to us on your podcast. I said, absolutely, I should. And I'm here today with Gerald, one of the founders of the Brick City Run Club. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Lucky to be here. So we should explain, I mean, the Brick City Run Club is in effect exactly what it sounds like. Most people could figure that out. It's a running club based in North New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And on a basic level, that's that's what it is. Um, on a basic level, it is. Uh, I think the way that we like to describe it um, is that it's a run club uh, for non-runners. Um, we do things a little bit differently uh, than like a traditional run club would, uh, where uh, I don't know how many run clubs like you've uh, you've uh, participated in or, or um, uh, you've been <laughs> been to in your zero. My answer is zero. I have very bad knees and. Uh... <laughs> I've never been a member of a run club. Although one of my co-hosts here at New Jersey is the world, Mike D. Like he's run half marathons, marathons. So he's big time into it for sure. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, Well, you would actually fit in great with our run club because we do all of our workouts uh, or we we, we call it the Brick City 30 by time. So uh, instead of, hey, we're going to go out for four or five miles and come back, we just say, hey, 30 minutes, you can walk if you want to, you can run if you want to, and still have that community uh, without actually, uh, you know, feeling like you're dragging everybody behind or like feeling like you have to have the pressure to keep up or run a certain pace. So. And on your website, yeah. uh, you, I believe that's the Brick City 30. It has its own tab. Yeah. And it's very cool. The vibe of it is very cool right away. It's like show up and walk, run, jog, whatever. Just do it for 30 minutes. We're all in it together. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a, a really incredible uh, way to invite people in and make them feel less intimidated. Yeah. So kudos to you for that. Appreciate it. Appreciate, appreciate it. So I, I do want to know a little bit about you. Are you uh, Nork born and raised? 
do you live there now? I want to know kind of the makeup of the club. How many people are natives to Newark? How many people come and join from the, the surrounding areas? Sure. Well, uh, myself, uh, I've been living in Newark for, ooh, I think over a decade or at least like the past decade now. Uh, but I've been um, born and raised in Jersey my whole life. Grew up in Essex County, grew up in Bloomfield. Um, so, uh, lived there from childhood and I, uh, moved here in my twenties and, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's different when I used to come here when I was, um, uh, you know, dating, um, dating my girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time, uh, it was, it's a lot different from, you know, when I was coming here, like as a, as a teenager, you know, like it was like Whole Foods now, you know, which is crazy. You never think that, or, you know, or or uh, seeing things like a, like a Nike outlet or, or things like that that uh, didn't exist when I was like getting off the, the light rail. Um, but it's uh, the, like uh, our runs, I would say about 20 to 30 people each Sunday when we meet up. Um, there's peaks and troughs throughout the year, um, you know, like fall and summer and spring as, you, as we, we see a lot of people. Um, but we run 300 or 52 weeks a year uh, for the most part. And obviously when it's like winter and it's like, you know, 20 degrees outside, you see a little bit less, <laughs> less people willing to go out and uh, even walk for 30 minutes. But uh, it's a mix. It's a mix of um, people who uh, like are, they could be students or are transplants because they work for um, United Airlines or, or, or something. And, um, you know, they're looking for, you know, just, community um or a place to work out um some people are born and raised from here they come from all the different wards and meet us downtown um so so it's a it's a it's a mix it's uh every year we've been doing this for about three years now and uh what i found is uh you know there are people they they come in and then they get their their law degree or their degree from rutgers or seton hall and then you know they're off <laughs> they're off which is cool we welcome them too or uh, there are people who, you know, uh, lived here, born and raised, were left for the military and uh, was stationed somewhere else and came back and they're just happy to, you know, just be back home. So it's a, it's a nice mix. It's really an incredible thing. And I also want to say this. I, and I, I have to wonder, mm-hmm. I mean, so much about Newark becomes politicized, right? So many of the conversations just inherently mm-hmm. have a political edge because it's, a city that has meant so much and has such great gravity to it and the history, mm-hmm. your website doesn't speak to this outright in a way that I think mm-hmm. is cool. Mm-hmm. But I also know there's a problem in a lot of major cities in America where there's not outdoor space. I mean, Newark has Branch mm-hmm. Brook Park. That's nothing to sneeze at, but right. ward by ward, it depends on how much space you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Newark is considered an industrial city. Many people view Newark as an industrial city that in some ways failed years ago in terms of industry. Mm -hmm. So to think of a group that meets outdoors, prioritizes health, these are, these are things that in my mind are a sign of a city that's pushing back against all of those stereotypes, Mm -hmm. whether or not they were ever true. It feels like something that does have that edge to it on some level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, we, we try to not involve, uh, like, like 
we did a run at the top of this year with with Corey Booker, um, uh, but like we try to not get ourselves involved too much where with uh, <laughs> um, city officials or, or people who want to use our platform, use our platform to you know good to help their uh, to help their campaign. Um, but I think for us, it's uh, it's like that that saying from um, from Bill Brownman: if you have a body, you're an athlete. And I think for us, like the biggest concern is that. Asking people to uh, to run or to do something physical is in- intimidating on its own, and then on top of that, um, even like me telling my friends who like live in Brooklyn and Manhattan, like, "Hey, why don't you come over?" And you know, I'm in Newark, and we'll grab dinner or something. They think like they're going to Siberia or something, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I don't know if you had that kind of issue grow- growing up, or you know, with with uh, with friends who live across uh, across the river, um, but. Uh, but yeah, and it's uh, we just want to remove the, the barriers as as much as we can, and and also show people the beauty of the city. Um, you know, like I was mentioning before, none of this stuff like Mulberry Commons where we meet, Military Park, um, you know, like the redone Hain and Co building, like was around when I was growing up. And um, I think when people actually do uh, pay that five seventy five and, and cross from from Manhattan and see, like, oh wow, this is actually this is really really nice, and that's a uh, you know part of why we want to do it here. Um, and no- another reason is because when we were, I was looking for a run club, me and my uh, friend who I co-founded uh, co-founded with were looking for a run club to join ourselves, and there weren't there weren't any here in the city. Um, so we were just like, right, fuck it. Let's just kind of curse on here. I'm, oh, curse. Yeah. <laughs> Say whatever you please. Yeah. We we're, were like, fuck it. Let's just start it, start one on our own. And yeah, here we, here we are. I do, I think you're totally correct. Certainly people across the river, yeah. Manhattan, Brooklyn mm-hmm. are just starting to catch on mm-hmm. to the fact that there's restaurants and yeah. art and space in Newark. Yes. But I think you're also being very nice because I, I often... I feel like I often pay my penance on this show in conversations about North because you and I, I grew up in West Orange. You mentioned you grew up in Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. I know Bloomfield well enough to know that ring of suburbs. You grow up in Bloomfield. I feel like all kids quickly come to learn the shorthand of like, you grew up on the Glen Ridge Montclair side or the Belleville North side, you <laughs> right, know, right. and West Orange similar. If you're down the hill, okay. You feel a little more connection to orange East Orange and that side of thing up up the hill, it's a little different. You start you start to learn these sort of coded Essex County language things. And one of the things I know from growing up there when I did was a lot of people came from families that had roots in Newark who felt like they got out of Newark and after 1967 never wanted to look back. Mm-hmm. And I'm of a generation where I go man, I, I grew up 15 minutes from this major city and I had almost no con- connection to it outside of the airport. Mm-hmm. So even people from Jersey in the immediate surrounding area don't realize so many of the gems sure. uh, of Newark. And I, yeah. I feel like I was guilty of that mm-hmm. for most of my life and encouraging people to come experience Newark, not just the Prudential Center, mm-hmm. the NJ Pack, which are the two big draws, oh. right? Yeah. Not just restaurants and the Ironbound, mm-hmm. which is another draw, but to come and say, come experience sh- literal street level. Mm-hmm. Come run these blocks, like yeah. run in these parks, turn these corners with us. To see a city from that perspective, it's a very cool thing. Yeah. And I, I have a feeling there might be people taking a chance on Newark 
because they can show up and know they have a runner's group mm -hmm. who maybe wouldn't be taking that chance otherwise. It's really rad. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think for me personally, I've been, uh, I find a lot of joy in running. And I, I say I run more for my mental health than I do my, my, physical, <laughs> my physical health. Um, but when I travel to a new city uh, or when I'm just in a place that, um, you know, I want to explore, I always find it through running, you know, like instead of, well, I mean, I guess walking is just kind of like, running at a very sexy pace, as we like to say. But, uh, I think I just like running because it's faster. You get to cover a little bit more ground and, and see a little bit more. Um, but uh, it's funny because when me and my, my co-founder, Lee, started this, like one of the ideas that we had, which was like hair-brained, uh, my, well, actually not so much hair-brained uh, now that we look back at it, but we wanted to actually make it like a running tour where we would stop at like landmarks like Military Park, did you know that this, uh, this statue was designed by the same guy who did Mount Rushmore or stop at, um, you know, like different landmarks and teach people uh, the history of the city? That's why I really like that episode with Jerry Eisenberg, legend. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that I mean, you talk about old school Nork. Yeah. He's about yeah. He's about as old school as it gets with some of those yeah stories about the Nork Bears back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy that Nork Bear Stadium is like it's going to be apartment complex now that they they tore down. But um, but anyways, yeah. I mean, also I, I respect that uh, you have a lot of um, uh, New Jersey uh, journalists on the uh, on the show too because I'm a journalist by trade. So oh, very nice, Jerry Eisenberg. Yeah, he's a legend. Jerry Eisenberg is someone. Yeah, I looked up. I mean, I remember being at the breakfast table seeing his uh, his column because course i would go right to the sports pages uh so yeah it was awesome to, to hear him on the pod but felt very lucky to talk to him and um yeah. you know one of those conversations where it was i found it hard to even explain to him and maybe he's just used to it from everybody of like no dude like i grew up looking at a little square picture of your face and you <laughs> taught me how to be proud of the place i was from like it's yeah. an important thing yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned that when you go to other cities, you feel like you learn about the cities via running. Mm -hmm. I think that's such a cool perspective. I'm wondering when you moved to Nork over a decade ago, I'm sure you started running pretty quickly as a runner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are there things you picked up about Nork that you never knew growing up, growing up even Bloomfield? I mean, Bloomfield's the next town over basically, right? Yeah. And companion question, when you see people coming for the run club from other areas, do you get to see them experience Nork? And, and what are the things that are, that you pick up are surprising people? That's a good question. Um, well, I think one thing that I discovered through uh, running, well, running in Newark specifically is um, sometimes like, uh, and I'm, I love like fitness and exercise. Like you don't really need like all the fancy equipment in a gym when you, when you have a city like Newark. Um, you know, take for example, like where we meet up, like Mulberry Commons, there's, um, you know, there's like the, the parking lot and you can turn that parking lot into your own track. There's like the, there's another parking lot. There's like a huge hill on it. Uh, and you can use that hill to do, um, you know, like speed exercise or you do hill workouts and same thing going up like market, Avenue, um, uh, market street and going up to the courthouse at steep hill. It's like, um, I, I, I learned that like you don't need to have like a fancy woodwind treadmill or have all these weights. You can do pull-ups or push-ups like on the curb, or you can you can you can use like your environment, um, you know, as as a gym. And there's like a lot of beautiful places to do that in the in the city. Um, 
And uh, I think uh, when, when I see other people, maybe not so much on our Sunday experience, but more when we do like special events, like uh, for example, we did something on um, Martin Luther King day where we ran to, it was like a um, 5k distance. Uh, and we had like a walking group as well. And we went to like different Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, monuments and things uh, throughout downtown. And there are people uh, who've been living here their whole lives, you know, living here for, for years, definitely longer than I have. And these are places that they didn't even know about, you know, um, that we're able to give them a new perspective of it. And, um, you know, and, and uh, also just do it in a community uh, because there was a time in 2020 when we first started where, um, you know, you, you really couldn't have community because the gyms were closed in terms of like people running us, like gyms were closed, uh, movie, I mean, everything was closed really. And, uh, the only thing that people could do, or, uh, it seems like in 2020, the only way people could have community would be to move with us because we were outside, we were socially distanced and, you know, uh, you could be at any pace cause we're kind of going in a, using the, the, our track format. Um, but, uh, I think there's like a beauty of also meeting your neighbors, uh, which, you know, sometimes you just see people, uh, at ShopRite or whatever, and you just kind of don't say hi, but then you see them at run club and then they, you know, you become like fast friends because you have like <laughs> this thing that kind of connects you. So. I love it so much. And I also have to imagine there's satisfaction for you because in reading up on what you guys have built, it sounds like you have been a runner for many years. It sounds like your co-founder Lee needed to get healthy. And that's when it started. Yeah, It's got to be cool mm -hmm. to be a part of his journey and then to open it up where other people are free to join. Over three years, you must, you must see people who, like you mentioned, some of them become friends. You're also seeing people show up and you must watch them get healthier over time. That's yeah. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and also uh, find the joy in running. I mean, I started out, like, like I said, I run, was running more just to relieve stress from like my job and um, you know, I, I think I firmly believe, and I think science backs it up on this, that, you know, if you, um, do things that are healthy for your body, whether it's running a marathon or just walking for 30 minutes a day, uh, you're going to see residual effects, like not just in your physical body, but it, it kind of like permeates through everything. Like, you know, I, I can have better conversations with my wife, I feel, <laughs> because I'm less stressed out or, um, I feel a little bit more confident, like going into a pitch meeting or, um, you know, having a difficult conversation with, a with a coworker, uh, when, uh, I feel like I've exercised some demons or been baptized in sweat as I, <laughs> as I like to, as I, as I, as I call it. But, uh, you know, after a while, like you can only collect so many medals from different races or, you know, hit certain personal PR goals in your, in your running where uh, you want to find like a different purpose in it. And for me personally, that purpose was, well, how can I share this with other people? And like you mentioned, like Lee was really a, I guess you can call him case study number one uh, <laughs> because, or he was, because we were just sitting on my couch. We've known each other since high school and we we're just sitting on the couch and talking. And uh, he was talking about how uh, um, he lost a lot of weight just through kind of just changing his diet. And uh, you know, this was, um, 2019 and he's like i want to start he was like i want to start exercising but i don't know how to um 
And then I was like, I want to run, but I don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> so, so I was like, I'll just go out with you. Like, I don't like, I'm like, I'll just go whatever pace and, you know, we can, we can figure something out. And then, yeah, that, I mean, that's really how we started. And then other neighbors kind of joined us. Like, yeah, I don't want to feel like an idiot too. And, and it's kind of like the genesis of how we were born. And that's kind of why I mentioned at the top, we're more of a run club for non-runners. Um, you know, if you want to, you know, we can help you get better even if you are an experienced runner, but I think our bread and butter, the people that, um, we kind of tend to focus on them the most are people who are running the first five Ks running the first half marathon, or, you know, just being able to run for 30 minutes straight or 15 minutes straight, I think, um, you know, is, is, um, is who we, well, we welcome everybody, but those are the most, most of the people that come to us are, are in that level or in that group. And about how many people would you say you're getting? I know you said it kind of varies week by week, by time of the year, yeah. the people who don't want to run in the heat or the cold, but yeah. what's the average at you think? Um, whew, between our events, man, I think on average we say maybe see maybe like 50 people a week. Um, and that's not even including like, um, you know, people who run with us virtually, you know, people who like are like, they lived here, ran with us and they moved back, they graduated school and they, you know, they moved back to Iowa or wherever they, or Florida or wherever they are. And, uh, they still kind of like follow us and tag us in the runs virtually. Um, but, uh, I mean, if you ask me, we could have a lot more for sure. <laughs> I'm like never, never, never happy until we see like 50 million people out there, but, uh, that's something I'm working, working through. So on that note, and we'll make sure we plug it again. This is going to sound like I'm ending the interview, but I'm not. We have much to discuss. But I do want to just say, I mean, if people listening are living close by, how do they join up? Where do they need to go? How do we make it happen? Honestly, we don't, uh, you know, there's no, um, there's no bouncer at the, at the gates of the park. <laughs> to, to let, all you got to do is show up. Um, Sundays at 930 is our flagship Brick City 30 run, Brick City 30 workout. And uh, I mean, that really is the hardest part is just showing up, you know, especially if you've never, um, you know, if you've never run before or you have like a love-hate relationship with running and you look at it more as like a punishment um, you know, I, I, like, I, like, I think especially in sports, like if you play sports growing up, like, uh, you know, a coach might use running as a punishment. Oh, you know, you, you uh, miss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think for us, it's like the hardest part is just showing up, being there uh, and, and meeting us. And then I think the rest is on us to help you learn how to enjoy it. And I think you learn how to enjoy it by, um, starting where you are. You know, I think a lot of people, like a mistake a lot of people make is that I should be running a 5k in like a week. Like, no, I mean, start with like walking for five minutes and then running one minute and then alternate to that for 30 minutes. And like, that's like a nice entry level way to kind of get your legs into it and also healthier and safer way. So you don't get injured. And then, then you'll really hate it. Um, so I think, um, the easiest part is just showing up. You can, uh, I'll, I'll plug uh, Brick City Run Club. All of our info is on our website, brickcityrunclub.com. Um, and also, uh, you know, most of it is on social, on, on Instagram. That's our biggest platform, I'd say. And just full disclosure, it just seems like it's legit 
show up and run with us. Doesn't seem yeah. like you're trying to, yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem like you're trying to hoodwink anybody or yeah. make a million dollars off of this. It just sort of seems like, Hey, there's this thing it's growing. Come be a part of it. Yeah. That, that's really what it is. It's, it's uh yeah. Or, or walk. I think that's like the thing that <laughs> it's like, well, sometimes when you say running, it's like a dirty word. It's like, Oh, you're running. It's like that early in the morning. It's like, you know what? Like, like just come by, walk your dog. We have some people that show up. They have like their, uh, you know, the baby strollers and they walk their baby around the park for 30 minutes. It's, re- it's really adorable. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's really no pressure. You don't even have to run. You could just, you know, just as long as you're moving for 30 minutes, like that's the, that's the workout. Um, we have uh, one of our core, uh, philosophies, uh, probably trademark it. Um, it's like brick by brick, you know, progress brick by brick. So, um, you know, you show up one day, you walk for 30 minutes, or maybe even you just uh, walk for 20 minutes. And the last 10 minutes, you just kind of sit out and sit in the shade and drink water and, and stretch like that's, that's cool, too. Um, that's one brick down. And, you know, like you, you can't get to uh, step 10 without going through like two, three, four, five, six, and seven, but you got to start at one. So I love hearing that people from all different wards show up. Yeah. I love hearing that people from surrounding areas show up. And I love hearing when you say that, you know, you develop friendships doing this, you yeah. build this bond. I'm also left wondering too, are there people who have shown up consistently for years where you're like, they're just in it for the running and then they remain a mystery. Oh, yeah. Do you have any of those people? We're like, I see that person in the neighborhood. Yeah, they're they crush it running. We run together, and I don't know anything about them except that. Do you have those people as well? Oh, definitely, definitely. There are they're 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 like ghosts. They're like they're like mythical <laughs> mythical figures. We have runs on Wednesday mornings as well, uh, which uh, our board member Charles runs right at Harriet Tubman Square, formerly was that Washington Park or. Uh, uh, Call it Harriet Tubman Square, even though it's a triangle. But anyway, they, they meet there, <laughs> um, uh, and um, like that's like a straight four mile run. You know, that's like a traditional run club kind of just out and back. And I don't go to that one as often as I do the Sundays. But there are people there that they just go to Wednesdays and they just like to meet up, have the community. Um, you know, take the group photo uh, after the run, and and then that's really all you you see of them, which is which is cool too, because like may, for them maybe it's just like they want to have the uh, be adjacent to. I mean, they're they're still a member of the group, but it's like you know uh, they're getting the the community, but they don't want too much community, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. They're not looking at. They're not looking to exchange numbers with the people walking their dogs. Yeah. They're in it for the run. They're <laughs> yeah. in it for that. And yeah. you must see people who make the leap. You must see people who show up on Sundays who start out walking, who eventually go, I think I want to try that Wednesday morning thing. And who can pull it off? Yeah. That must be extremely gratifying to see. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that's what, for me, that's what I love about running the most is like you're just constantly finding ways to um, get yourself comfortable with things that make you uncomfortable. Um, you know, um, and, uh, I'm also, uh, uh, running coach, um, and we're a 501c3 nonprofit through Roadrunners uh, of America. And, uh, we, we consider ourselves a nonprofit because all this coaching that we provide is free to anybody who shows up. Um, and, uh, coaching, not just to enjoy running, but seeing the progress of people like Lee, for example, uh, started on our couch afraid to be out seen in public running to running his first 5k and then from there seeing uh i think on average we see at least maybe 10 people 
make the leap from not running at all to being to running the first 5k we've got a few people that i've trained for or that i'm training now for their first half marathon uh got a couple people getting ready for a full, their first full marathon in the in the fall so uh all that gives me a lot more joy than you know collecting like another medal or you know that's badass. Six mile mile. So you can you <laughs> yeah. you you've been out there. You've done that. You've felt that motivation, and now it's let's pass it on to others. Not just coaching them, but for free. And some of them people who never yeah. imagined they might even participate in a half marathon. And you're like, no, I'll I'll get you there. And it's going to start in a parking lot yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a superpower if you do it the right way. Uh, you know, there there is a, like don't get me wrong. There is a wrong way to run the marathon, uh, run a marathon, or run any race, and that's probably um, you know part of the reason why people never do it again, or they or or there's like this, or they just find out in a really uh, harsh way that running isn't for them. But if you do it the right way, it's a superpower. Uh, I, I mean, I I really believe that. Um, you know, cause you're learning how to, it's not like a sport, um, like a combat sport or, or tennis or basketball where there's like a, a clearly defined opponent, you know, like the opponent is yourself, you know, <laughs> cause yeah. yeah, whether you run a mile in five hours or under two hours, um, you know, if you're, whatever your goal was, as long as it's better than what you went out there before, you know, that's a win. You know, even if it's just like a second or, or, you know, whether it's a second or, you know, 30 minutes. But uh, You mentioned yeah. that you might show up on the Sunday morning and see somebody pushing a baby carriage or yes. somebody walking a dog. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's very cool. Works against some of the, you know, some of the fear mongering that gave Nork a reputation decades yeah. ago that right. we're fighting against to realize, yeah. yeah, guys, you show up and it's just, there's people who are happy to be out walking around in the morning. Yeah. I also wonder... I, one thing that I've long been fascinated by, and I don't know that I've talked about this on the show before, is there are some kids who come out of Newark who are athletes. Like mm. you see, and yeah. I remember there was a running trend. Uh, you know, I went to Rutgers, I follow Rutgers football, and there was a few mm. cases that made me really sad where you'd get these kids who were recruits out of Newark High School, mm-hmm. and then they wouldn't ever, you know, they'd be, it'd be, we got the, we got this guy, we got that guy. And they'd be really heralded recruits and then they wouldn't actually play for the team. And it was because of academic, it was being tangled up in Newark public schools at the time. And I'm not trying to disparage schools, a lot of hardworking people there, but it was paperwork issues. Stopping a lot of these kids. I'm wondering, do you, do you feel like you get any kids showing up who are like teenagers going through those schools? Do you, do you get Mm. any connection to that Newark athletic community? That's a good. Well, I, honestly, not so much. We have like a couple uh, high school kids I've run with before, and like they're like on the track team, and they're just like making this as like part of their part of their workout. Uh, we would love to connect with school or just like schools more, and there's some things that we're working on. A, a big group or like a big majority of the people um, that we have come out with us are people who never ever considered themselves athletic at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're like, I think those are, that's probably uh, more than half of the people that come or they, they used to run when they were in high school and, you know, life happened to them. And then now they are reaching like their, you know, 40th birthday and they're like, all right, I gotta do, or, you know, it's something like new year's uh, resolutions and all right, I gotta get, get, get back in shape or get straight. I think, that's really the majority of uh, 
of um, of people that comes. But there are um, there are some high school track kids that have come run with us before, uh, high school athletes, and uh, you know they've they've come and, and had a good time and uh, made us all feel uh, really <laughs> really bad about ourselves. Not not in ter- like in terms of just like our waning youth and uh, waning uh, athleticism, but uh, and optimism, I guess. But uh, I've been there. I've been yeah. there. I, I used to, uh, I, for 11 years leading right up to the pandemic, I was on a basketball team for 11 years. We played once a week in a league. And I remember once a crew of high school kids showed up and completely destroyed us. Yeah. And, uh, we were all in our thirties at the time. And it was like, not only did they destroy us on the scoreboard, they destroyed our soul. <laughs> so we don't want that. We don't, we don't want, uh, a connection yeah. to the athletic community in Newark would be great, but not at the expense of making it a chill runners club. We don't want that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. we don't want. It. Yeah, um, I think it's great. I think what you do yeah. is great. Have you? Are you? Um, is this the type of thing that you're constantly thinking about ways to adjust, things to add, what it might become in the future? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we're working on some things that we. I think that we're in year going on year four in, in, it'll be year four in, in January. And every year we've just uh, progressed brick by brick. I feel like we've been putting <laughs> like another brick. Like I remember though, when we first started and, um, it would just be like me and Lee in an empty parking lot, just running with both of us. And, you know, we do like the posts and like, yeah, like I wonder how many people are going to join this weekend. It would just be me and us. And, <laughs> and we just feel like, um, we feel like, at be, in the beginning, we felt like, like, oh man, like maybe this is the wrong thing that we're, that we decide to do. Uh, but then, you know, I think we decided, like, you know what? If it's just me and you doing this, then, then fuck it. Like, it's just like at least we're 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 getting a, we're getting a workout in, and I'm I'm really glad that we did that because um, I wonder if you get the same in in comedy or in, in podcasting. Where do you feel a sense of like competition with other? comedians or other entertainers or other podcasters uh that makes you feel like insecure because i feel like that's when we were at that point we felt like really insecure about what we were doing i don't know if that's the same across oh, every industry if you're asking me if i'm familiar with the feeling of vast insecurity then the answer is a <laughs> firm yes um, i think i think you know when i was younger there was a lot of competitive spirit and as i've gotten older mm. It's like I, I'm able to take a breath and go, I don't feel competitive with other people anymore. I certainly do still have a lot of self-questioning and comparisons mm-hmm. to other people. So I know exactly of what you speak. And I understand that feeling of we're going to throw it up on Instagram and then next week it's just us again. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, yeah. that's a hard, do you, do you, yeah. do you remember when people started coming? Do you remember what started to get the word to spread? Yeah, I think it was, uh, well, one thing is we started in January. Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> so we started January 26, 2020. And uh, like the first one, it was a lot of our personal, uh, like friends of ours who were, yeah, you're, like, you're doing this thing. Great. I want to support you and, and I'll come out. And then the next time we did, it's like, ah, I mean, it's kind of snowing outside, you know, like little flurries and so the, I think the the change happened when the weather started picking up, uh, or not picking up, but when the weather got nicer. And also, there's that little pandemic that was like in the middle of all that, where mm-hmm. the gyms were closed, and um, we and the the park was really the only place to one get out of the house and have some sort of physical activity and and see people and not feel like you were 
spreading spreading the virus around. So I think it was probably that the summer of 2020 when okay we got five people showing up like that's a, that's a that was a win <laughs> you know then mm-hmm. you know then we would have you know and then you know from from there uh you know or in year by year um it was like all right now we got uh 10 people showing up regularly 15 people showing up and 20 and then uh and then like uh cory booker reaches out to us because he was like on this running kick well he still is on this running kick but he he went through 2020 to the whole year running every day and just like the, the colliding of what they were working on and did an event with him. And that was like, like 300 people, which is like probably the most that we had ever seen. And, um, from all the wards and, and, uh, um, but, uh, I think, it, I don't know if we would have got there because if we had given up in those first, you know, early days when, we were just like, it was just like me and me and Lee in the empty parking lot, freezing our ass off, <laughs> um, going for, going for a run. And, uh, <laughs> but I, I think, uh, what caused the switch was like, you know what? We can't really look at what other people are doing or, you know, judge it by who's showing up and not showing up. Cause we're really at the, in the beginning, we did this cause we were doing it for ourselves and if other people want to join us and they'll join us. And, and, um, you know, we just kind of stuck with it and, Thankfully, uh, there were a lot more like-minded people uh, in the city, like us, and in, in, in the surrounding cities, like us, that uh, that joined us and spread the word to you, <laughs> and uh, are like evangelists for us out in these streets. So, well, I'm happy to help, and and I'm wondering, yeah. there might be people listening, going, "I don't have it in me to run," or people going, "I live an hour away, and Sunday at nine thirty, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there." Are there ways yeah. that people can help from afar? Sure. Well, uh, again, we are a 501c3 nonprofit. Um, so if they want to make a, a financial donation, um, we are, we are growing our, and, uh, asking what, what we're using the funds for, you know, cause you guys meet in the parking lot. What do you need them? <laughs> <all that money laughs> for? Uh, but we use the money, uh, or we're using the, the, the funds, uh, to, um, get more coaching certifications for people. Like, like we were, uh, we were talking about earlier, you know, some people are, uh, different levels and they just keep leveling up. And then some people are level like, Oh, I meant, I want to start coaching other people too now. Um, so we, we're using some funds to, um, get coaching certifications for them, um, have indoor space for the winter time. So we, so we, uh, can rent a gym or rent, uh, rent, a rent an indoor space. So in the winter time, you remove the barrier of like going out in like 30 degree weather. We're going to do our workouts indoors for, you know, for the winter months. Um, but, uh, also it just hit us in the DMS. And if you want to get started running, like we exist to not just help the city people of Newark, uh, but help anyone who wants to learn how to move their body for the first time. And you, are you interested in, um, you know, getting a, couch to 5k plan just hit us in the dms we're we're pretty chill so and then we'll have like one of our coaches come come uh come hook you up or, or help you out with a consultation and all again all for free um because you know, that's you know that's what that's what we do we want to remove as many barriers as we can to getting people moving i have to say i mean you and i both grew up in essex county mm-hmm. essex county is a place where you grow up you kind of learn to feel like there's a lot of people running scams you yeah. start to look for the scam. Yeah. And I have to say, everything you're saying, I'm like, this seems really brilliant and kind. Yeah. 
And it doesn't seem like a scam. Yeah. The fact that you'll actually just send a coach to help people, yeah. the more certifications you get, the more people you can have helping others, the more events you can run yeah. <laughs> and everybody's just getting healthy along the way and making friends. Yeah. It feels, yeah. it feels if there's a scam someday I'll be shocked because this feels like one of the most good-hearted things to come out of my home county I've ever heard of <laughs> yeah no scams it's funny because uh one of my comfort watches like at like right right before I go to bed is like just old episodes of the Sopranos uh <laughs> which yes. which which uh just reminds me a lot of just growing up like the so many of my middle school teachers had like the Carmela Soprano haircut uh, the little, uh-huh. the little, but, but, it's, but you're right though. It's like you, like sometimes if you grew up in Essex County or just grew up in this area, you kind of come conditioned to like thinking like, uh, all right, this guy's going to stiff me or, you know, or they're like they're trying to, uh, there's going to be the, the big, uh, what is it? Like the, like the, the they're going to ask for credit cards at some point, but no, I mean, we, we are, we're, we're here to just help people move in as, as long as we can and as much as we can. Um, especially in the city that, um, in, in a county, in a state that we, we love and, you know, that we saw that no one else was really providing, you know, there's really, uh, we just saw a need and figure out how to, how we can help out just, you know, um, through our own personal experience. But Well, I am psyched to talk to you. Yeah. It's a cool thing. Yeah. It's not a divisive thing. It's bringing people together mm-hmm. to hear, you know, everything you're providing for your community. But then also, as soon as I brought up politics, you, you saying like, we try to not let people use us <laughs> as a platform and this and that. I go, to me, that's the type of politics that matters right now is like community building, bringing people together, providing opportunities for people to feel healthier, to start extending that help to other people. To me, all of that is political in the best sense of the most grassroots community organizing way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's really beautiful what you've built. And who knows, maybe you'll, maybe some Sunday at 930, I'll even, maybe I'll show up down there and I'll, and I'll complain about my knees and you'll tell me <laughs> how my form is wrong and how I need to buy the right sneakers and my knees won't hurt yeah. anymore. And you'll change my life forever. Who knows? <laughs> We'll make you feel right. Well, you are home because it's 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 in, it's in Newark. But uh, we'll when we'll make you even feel more more at home when you, if you show up. But yeah, we'll have a celebrate. We'll set it up. We'll set it up. Yes, yeah, someday mm-hmm. I'd love it. And that I also too. This is just tangential. I've heard that like a lot of people who hate running who are like it hurts my legs. It's like you got to go buy the right shoes, man. Like sometimes it's just as simple as that, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it could be uh, could be a couple things. Um, you know, it could be the shoes. Uh, could be um, you know, just age honestly has a factor. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. we don't have those high school knees forever. Uh, <laughs> just like natural wear and tear. Like we're like jeeps. Uh, you know, like so you gotta. Uh, but we just can't replace the replace the tires. Um, but it could, yeah, it could be shoes. Um, yeah, it could be just the way, uh, sometimes like your, your knee problem actually isn't with your knee. It's like just the way that your feet are. And like that connects up all the way to the kinetic chain or the way you move your yeah. hips. Yeah. So this is what I need. This is what I need. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to come see you. Yeah. You're going to get me all fixed up. Next thing I know, yeah. I'm going to be transformed physically and emotionally. It's going to be the best. Yeah. <laughs> I actually honestly thought uh, coming on here, you, we'd be talking more about just like uh, like running tips and things, and and uh, I was I'm, I'm ready for that too. But <laughs> well, I feel like all that stuff. You know, I'm gonna get schmaltzy for a second and say mm-hmm. we could talk. I'm sure we could have talked the whole time about that. But I also 
I just think about my home state and I think about how a lot of us grow up and you are, you are trained to think of Newark as a scary place. Mm, yeah. And then to hear about people doing actual grassroots, ground level community organizing yeah. in the spirit of positivity, spirit of physical health. And then people walk away with it with friends and a feeling of accomplishment in a city where, you know, all we heard growing up, stolen car capital of the world, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, chop shops. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a few restaurants in the Ironbound that are great, but otherwise, man, you got to be careful. You get mugged. It's like, no, nah, man, yeah. this is a sit. Mm-hmm. All of those dialogues are very, very dangerous and, and very negative. Mm-hmm. And also forget the fact that Newark is a city and a city is made up of people. And this is mm-hmm. something that's providing people with an outlet that's healthy and positive and free and charitable. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I, I, I feel like I would much rather focus on that. And I hope that didn't put you in a weird spot. Oh, no, no. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, like talking about the Sopranos, like it's, it is not the many saints of Newark out here. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, this, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful place and you just have to kind of be in it to explore. And I don't even just hear that from people who've never grown up in Essex County, people who like grew up with me in, in Bloomfield or, or, you know, people who uh, I know from Jersey, like, like, Oh yeah, just like a 15 minute drive, like come, come down. They're like, oh, I'm not going to Newark. Like, you know, there's more, there's more to it than the restaurants and uh, Bon Jovi concert at the Prudential Center. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And those things are a great start. Yeah. They're a great start, but it's not the end of the process. And it took me too many years to learn that. And I've said it on the show a million times, things like what you're doing are a great way to go, Hey, you're going to go, you're going to be with people who live in Newark. They're not going to run you into, you know, it is a city, any city in the world, you need to know where you're going. You're with people who know the town. You're with people where if you said, Hey, I'm not from here. If we pass anything, that's If we pass a restaurant that's worth eating, I have to imagine members of your group are going to go on it. Got you, you know, like, and it's the same thing in many of our cities the amount of people who have never seen the great falls in Patterson because they're scared to go to Patterson. It's like, well, there's literally, it's, it's like Niagara falls is sitting right there. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's a silly thing to never see that, you know, I'm from North Jersey, but I know that Camden gets the same rap. And, yeah. um, you know, I think all, we don't do right by our cities in this state. And I think you're doing right by Newark and it's, it's worth amplifying and, and putting a spotlight on. And I hope that you're not blushing too hard as I say that, because it's a, it's an important dialogue to get going. And, and we got to, yeah. in the same way that you want to get out there and coach people and make people feel good for their accomplishments. I also want to take the opportunity to let you know what you're doing is a good thing. And it's a good thing in a town that has had a bad rap historically. And I love, I love seeing positive things and uh, yeah. whatnot. Yeah. I appreciate it. And likewise to what you're doing as well. I mean, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you're giving like New Jersey, like New Jersey in, in itself has this bad rap as like the armpit of America yeah. and what you're doing to, uh, you know, uh, educate people and let people know about one, not just the history of the state. Um, but even me, myself, as someone who grew born and raised in Jersey my whole life, I, there's things I learned from listening to your podcast that I didn't know <laughs> that I would, I don't think I would have learned any, anywhere. Like Gunnison Beach, like that's oh boy, well, the, yeah. best. <laughs> the best. <laughs> you want to talk about a fun run? 
<laughs> How about that crossover? Brick yeah. City Run Club, Gunnison Beach crossover, naked run yeah. <laughs> through the sand, running in sand. That's that's got to be bad on the knees, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it might, might, yeah. But it'll um, do sunglasses count? Because I feel like if I do, oh, good question. <laughs> really great yeah. question. Really great yeah. question. But uh, um, it might be a place I want to uh, visit. Uh, well, actually, when, maybe when I when my sixtieth birthday, that'll be the perfect time I go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll fit right in. You'll yeah. fit right in. Yes, I, I have a lot of love for. I've been a yeah. been a bunch of times to Gunnison Beach. It's pretty. It's pretty great and strange. Yeah. And I'm with you too. Same thing. Hosting the podcast. There's people, places, foods, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Where I'm like, I'm the one leading the charge on this podcast, and I get yeah. to learn about this state. So I'm Absolutely. glad we're both out here lo- spreading love for the the home base. Thank you so much. The website is brickcityrunclub.com. Established 2020. The Brick City 30, 30 mm-hmm. is every Sunday morning, 930. Um, all the info is at Brick City Run Club. And I hope some people who are listeners show up. And uh, even if they walk for 10, 15 minutes and then take a break, I hope they show up. And uh, please, if you do show up from this podcast, make sure you let Gerald, no, because I would personally get a huge kick out of it. Yes. That. Chris Gethard will be there. Chris, Chris, Chris Gethard will be there. <laughs> every Sunday. I'm committing every Sunday from now until the end of time. Yeah. No, I wish I could. I'm going to try to come by, though. It sounds like, because we also um, we interviewed a, a guy who I know has covered you, um, Nork NJ blog. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, J- our fr- James. Our yeah. friend James. Yeah. We interviewed him a while ago, and he said he would uh, give our listeners a tour someday. So maybe we'll finally organize like a big New Jersey is the world listener excursion. We'll yeah. start it on a Sunday, 9.30 a.m. Yeah. We'll do the half hour. And then James, he was telling us about, oh, here's the coffee shop you need to know about. Here's the, he knows everything yeah. about what's happening. Yeah. It will find some big event and then we'll cap it off. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe Bon Jovi at the Prudential Center. Yeah. Or next time we do the Brick City Comedy Review, because we'll, we do this thing called Friday Fun Runs, and we'll just run over to, your, to one of your shows. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. If there's a whole <laughs> bunch of people who are like sweating and <laughs> Breathing heavy, and it would take yeah. me far too long to figure it out. But yeah, maybe uh, yeah. I think maybe it's time. Maybe it's the, maybe yeah. we've done enough of these. Uh, I've done a series of Nork focused conversations on the show, and maybe maybe we've now built enough infrastructure that it's time for a New Jersey is the world event. So yeah. for all our listeners, when you hear this, if you're down to show up and do the thirty on a Sunday morning, and then hang out with James, <laughs> I think all these people would be happy to link up with us. So please, in the comments, yeah. let me know, and and we'll make it happen if there's enough interest there. Yes, speaking into existence. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much for the time and for everything you're doing. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the World is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Kopp, and Mike D. New Jersey is the World is produced and edited by Carson Kopp, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the World and on Instagram at New Jersey is the World. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the World at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the World on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the World. 
Yep, merch, which you can find at belowthecollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the World. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is the world.